0: Hello and welcome to Two Peas in the Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news, social media, so we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and celebrate positive news rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy, it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Kez. His name's Ben. And welcome to Two Peas in the Pod. Hey mate. Hey dude, how's it going? Yeah mate, not too bad this week, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. It's a lovely day. It is a, another, yet another beautiful day. Yeah. That's, That's really rubbing it in that you can't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> well you could go outside, you just need to be
1: aware of the social distancing protocols. Oh very good, very fresh uh, very yes. of you. <laughs> yes, you know.
0: No, I'm good. the fact
1: guy here. I'm the fact guy. The
0: fa- <laughs> you said fact. <laughs> fact, everyone. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So that's been cool. So, uh, so what have you been up to this week, mate? Anything new?
1: Um, anything new? No. Um, I've been just doing a lot of stuff for the podcast, Just sending a lot of emails. Yeah. Uh, I've been running quite a lot. I've been working out. Just making sure I'm staying active. And healthy and positive. That's good. Um, Yeah. Um, I did post on Instagram the other day. I was coming up with some lyric ideas with the
0: ukulele for another song. I haven't quite got
1: there yet haven't quite got there I didn't quite find the same inspiration as I
0: found last time but oh, that's all right you know there's yeah. no need to rush yeah. it. you know that's uh slow and steady wins the race in that regard I think
1: absolutely absolutely totally agree how about you what have you been doing Do you keep busy
0: yes yeah it's been really cool it's so I did the the 5k run for this 5k challenge thing that's been going doing the rounds got nominated as yeah as we spoke about last week I think and um, yeah so basically exactly that I did the 5k run and donated five quid and nominated five people um and it is it was such an achievement for me, honestly, because it was oh, mate! it's the first time I've ever done a five K run in one failed swoop. just um, straight off the bat. Straight just... off the bat, just off I go. I've done things where I built up to the, you know, couch to five K thing and yeah, yeah. with that kind of catch to five K thing, it's very much like, okay, run for a little bit and then walk. And then run for a little bit and then walk. Yeah. So this is the first time I'm like, off I go. And then just did what is the like the Whitstable Triathlon route so I thought well let's give that a go and it's by the beach and stuff and so it was a really great place to do it Yeah. and honestly the hardest thing I've ever done um <laughs> 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 it was yeah my legs were a bit just aching afterwards and you know really having to drag drag myself along and there was definitely some moments where I was screaming at myself going like ah come on which <laughs> garnished quite a lot of uh quite a lot of weird looks from people in the beach just trying to have a nice walk <laughs> uh, that's
1: fine don't worry about yeah. that don't worry about that just keep going absolutely that's, yeah that's great though i'm i'm really proud of you ben that you managed it Thanks, and man. you, you, know, you stuck it out and you you know you got there
0: yeah so that's, it was really um
1: cool. it's good and then you had a little a little nice cold dip afterwards i noticed yeah yeah
0: so obviously put this on <laughs> our socials as well but it was very much the case of i'm really hot it's quite a hot day my body is in a lot of pain there's an ice bath over there that's the sea. <laughs> Let's go give that a go. Nice. And it was by far and away the best thing I could have done. It was great. Oh, that's wicked. So really cool. And, uh, yeah, as- nice. And something else I've done this week, which I thought you'd find quite interesting. Oh, go on. Which features you quite heavily, is that, that basically, yeah, I've got my old laptop out um, yeah. years ago from u- my university days. And I've just found so many old bits and bobs that were just so brilliant from (laughs) 2004, 2005-ish to about 2013, 15, maybe around that sort of time. So I mean, I've got things like old band stuff from the first band I was in and the other band as well. We've got all the multi tracks available, so I could like I don't know remix stuff. I found old song ideas from like time gone by, and I was like, I don't remember recording that ever. You know, yeah. and, and like sending messages to you know our drummer at the time and saying like, "Okay, mate, here's what you want to do." I'm like, oh, "I don't what did I record that with?" You know, which is really <laughs> funny. The reason why it features you is obviously our first little creative project together was the um, yeah. the Horsebridge Hijack, which uh, I remember it. You know, I remember it very well. Every bit of everything that we ever collated together is in one folder, and I found the folder. No way. So that was the posters. That was um, the presentation that I did for you guys because I sort of said, like, right, I made a presentation. <laughs> like, here's the, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all gathered yeah. around um, George's place and, uh, you know, your now brother-in-law, and we said, like, you know, here's what's going to happen, and, you know, here's kind of the, the breakdown of financials and what we're going to have to do to make a profit, and here's sort of the, the plan of attack for marketing and it was just all of that is down there there was i think there's photos in there as well there's pdf documents there's excel spreadsheets everything that we did for that gig is all there (laughs) i was like this is the best trip down memory lane ever yeah
1: that's amazing
0: but what was really nice is that i found all these lists of things that i wanted to achieve as well yeah so it must have been 2008 2009 maybe 2007 around that time yeah it was lists of like okay here's gigs uh that i want to be at here's venues i want to play in the band that i was in at the time and then i think the one thing that really stood out was point four of this list and yeah. it said um get a job musically exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark <laughs> you need it exclamation mark and uh so i looked back and i was like oh I did it. That's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, yeah manifesting into the universe, and you know, many moons later, it did come true. But yeah, that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah,
1: that's really good. And you
0: know, if if you wish for something, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. if you work hard enough, like you did? It will, you know, hopefully come true. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to send all those bits over to you. For yeah, please. I'd love nostalgic. To yeah, fun thing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh so Kes, what we're we going to be doing? in this episode
1: right here is what we're doing today uh loads of big news first things first uh, as always we'll read out uh, your emails and messages then uh we've got a massive announcement to make i'm really excited uh, about this and then also equally as exciting we've got our first guest we'll be talking to uh, kelly hobbs uh, better known as the mental health teacher she's a primary school teacher who's been promoting the need to help educate and support our young minds with the struggles they can face surrounding their mental health. A really interesting conversation I think we'll be having with Kelly later. Um, And of course, we'll be bringing you good news from around the world and our lockdown recommendations too. So uh, I think let's get into it.
0: So first up, um, let's get into some emails and messages. So I will begin I think um, go for it so we've got one from uh, from Mark who who messaged and just got in touch and said uh, just listen to the first episode and love it uh, it's a great easy listen great work uh, so thanks Mark thanks for that oh nice one cheers Mark and uh, I've got one from um, Scott who has just binged all four episodes in one go good effort <laughs> And there's just message just to say that we've really found our stride as time has gone on. You can tell that we've been slowly developing how the podcast is going to go. And he sort of said about the latest episode, episode four. He said the most podcasty one so far, if that's even a word. But (laughs) yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks, mate. I mean, I'm glad we're sounding
1: podcasty, lovely, Scott. Thanks and Mark for um, your messages there. Really love it.
0: Yeah, thank you, dude.
1: I've had uh, a couple of messages I've had one from
0: Claire has
1: sent a message in she said listen to episode 4 of your podcast i loved it by the way and it inspired me to do a good workout wicked she, this this workout she said was uh terrifically hard as uh, she now needs to lie down um <laughs> she said i've dropped the ball uh, on exercise since the whole covid 19 debacle but have picked it up again now. So, Claire, really good to hear that you're, you're working out and you're keeping happy and healthy and positive. That's, you know, great news. I hope you enjoyed your lie down. Keep at it. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had um, an, uh, another message from Phil. Now, what I did, is I put out on his Instagram um, just some tips and tricks for staying positive during lockdown. Mm. I got a couple of messages back from a guy called Phil. He said, one tip is not to watch the news as much. So, you know, we can get bogged down. We've got a lot more free time. So a lot of us are looking at our phones a lot more, probably watching a lot more television. Hmm. Maybe just not looking at the news as much. And, you know, it's easier. News is pretty, can be quite negative at times. So... The less you interact with that, then the more positive you might feel. And also one of his other main tricks for staying positive is listen to lots and lots and lots of music. So lovely to hear that, Phil. Um, Phil, if you're listening, um, if you want to get back in touch and tell us what you've been listening to, then we'll do some recommendations as well. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, it's a great idea. And I can absolutely echo those points as well. That uh, Certainly for me, early on in week one, I was definitely getting bogged down in the... In the social media side of things and yeah. uh, the normal news side of things. And it was just this overwhelming barrage of quite scary information. And you yeah. can't really sort of put yourself in a bad place. So that's a really good um, shout. And, um, and absolutely, I completely agree. Just listen to loads of music. Yeah. Keeping it up there. That's a, that's a great shout. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Cool. Thank you very much, everybody. And of course, do get uh, get in touch on our social media, Instagram and Twitter, at 2ppodcast. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 2ppod. And of course, our website, 2ppodcast.com. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right at the top of the show, uh, Keir did mention that we've got a big announcement. So have any of you guys heard of the 2.6 challenge? do let us know. Uh, we are going to take part as per our challenge request put in by cares last week. <laughs> so we thought, like, let's actually rise to the challenge, let's, let's, let's go for it. So we're going to go for this 2.6 challenge, um, the aim of which is to help charities that might be struggling right now with many fundraising events being cancelled during the coronavirus pandemic. The 2.6 challenge actually came about, which is beginning today, which is the time of recording, of the 26th of April, so 26 there, which would have been the 40th edition of the London Marathon, the 26th of April, 26 miles resulting in the marathon, the 2.6 challenge. So this has really garnered like a lot of attention from all over the place. It's really kicked off in a really positive way and it's doing so much positive stuff for charities everywhere that would have been losing out on so much money. So, I mean, a good example is that the London Marathon itself raises about £66.4 million is the number that it made last year wow. in 2019. Yeah. So, so everyone kicking off and doing this challenge is a really great way of ensuring that those charities are still having this amazing contribution from the London Marathon. Absolutely, yeah. The 2.6 challenge is really really simple. It is essentially you could do anything involving the number 26. So, it could be some examples are running around laps around your garden 26 times or walking up and down the stairs 26 times. Yeah. Or doing a 2.6 mile cycle or whatever it may be. How been. about hopping for 26 minutes on one foot around the garden? <laughs> that is going to be a massive challenge that's quite a yeah. good one but there we are so this as long as it's got the number 2.6 or 26 or 2626 i don't know i don't know how far you want to go but yeah but as long as it's got the number 26 that's the one it's garnered a lot of attention from people like johnny wilkinson and trevor nelson dame kelly holmes jessica ennis hill and all these people and at the time of recording on the uh or around the sunday the 26th it's currently raised uh 3.8 million pounds So that's really great. That's great. You know, and we're going to try and get involved and do our little bit.
2: Yes, we are. How are we going to do
0: it then? So what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, a whole week's worth of stuff. And every day we're going to do what we've decided to call the isolation triathlon. Yes, it is. So in a normal normal triathlon, you do uh, a swim and you do a cycle and you do a run. Now, we can't do a swim, really. No. I don't know the bike. So we can't do a cycle. And no, leave do not I don't do you, I. have a bike either. Nope. So there we go. So I think it's a great way of uh, promoting uh, staying at home and social distancing and staying inside as much as we can. Yeah. We're going to adapt it a little bit. Yeah. So each day we are going to be doing a 26-second cold shower. And what we're going to do is to increase that challenge, we're going to increase that by 26 seconds every day. Yeah. So that will get us to 182 seconds or three minutes. I think. So that's that's going to be, you know, uh, a good way of i suppose replicating being in the cold sea during a triathlon so that's that's kind of point number one number two rather than doing a cycle we're going to do a 26 minute hit session every day um and then we're going to finish that off with the 2.6 kilometer run so we're going to be doing that every day for a week kez how are you feeling about this uh,
1: i'm not gonna lie i'm terrified Ben. <laughs> <laughs> mostly mostly terrified about the cold shower i think um sure
0: it's gonna be tough uh, we'll give it a blooming good go. Are you, you know, apprehensive about any part of this in particular or? Well, for me, obviously I've been doing the whole Wim Hof style embracing the cold thing, so for me for the cold showers, sure. for me it's going to be a bit of a walk in the park. Yep. Um and I'm going to start off by going 26 seconds. Uh, oh, is that it? Where's yeah. the rest of it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um so for me, I think just the whole run side of things of 5k just absolutely kidding me I think doing half that would be great however doing it every day for a week is going to be after a 26 minute hit workout Yeah, it's going to be a real wake up call and I think that's going to be the thing from an endurance point of view the thing that's really going to push me hard to, to keep this challenge going
1: so just as a bit of perspective as well so we'll be running 2.6 kilometres each day yeah so that's a total of 18.2 kilometres over the week wow that's quite cool yeah you know when you look at it like that break it down into smaller chunks that's cool it seems more manageable 18.2 kilometers that's yeah it's a good distance that's really cool i just want to shed some light on the hit workout we're doing so we've, we've been talking about this uh leading up to recording today yeah um and sort of working out how it is we'll do this hit session um so uh i'm going to share that with you guys now so we will be doing and this is every day so for seven days to warm up one minute of star jumps Just, you know, star jumps, everyone's favourite school exercise. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, so then we'll be doing a a series of seven exercises, all for 40 seconds, and then we'll be resting for 20 seconds uh, afterwards. So we'll be doing 40 seconds of walking lunges, rest for 20 seconds, and then 40 seconds of mountain climbers. Again, rest for 20 seconds, 40 seconds of burpees, and then another 20-second rest, 40 seconds of push-ups, And then again, stop for 20 seconds, 40 seconds of squats with another 20 second rest, 40 seconds of high knees and a final 20 second rest. And then we're going to plank for one minute. And that's one round. And then we'll do a little one minute rest after that. And then we're going to do the whole thing another two times. And then following those three rounds, we're then going to do just another minute of cool down dynamic stretches uh, just to ease ourselves back into um normal life <laughs> uh and the run yeah uh, yeah and yeah then obviously preparing for the run um after that so whether or not we go straight into the run after that i don't know how we'll be feeling so i'm going to try to yeah just do go from that straight into a 2.6k run
0: yeah absolutely in that sort of same way that if you're doing a triathlon it would be like you wouldn't go do the swim have a coffee and a chat and then you know you just go yeah so for me, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna absolutely just go like, cool, 26 second shower Just get everything prepared as you yeah. would do in a triathlon. You know, you'd have your bike ready with all you change your changing clothes. Oh uh, yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm in the house. Is I'm just gonna have like right yoga mat for hit workout. Yeah. And you know maybe some music pumping, ready to go, go, get in the shower and just immediately get out, get changed and dry as soon as I can. Go for the 26 minute um, hit workout, and then just go like, cool, great, grab a drink get my shoes on, get out of the house and then yeah. go. And that's going to be the plan. Have you got um, any, uh, you say you're going to put your music on, any tracks in mind then? Well, yeah, it's it sort of depends on what I'm feeling at the time, but I find the most effective thing for me is going like just really down the hardcore metal route. Yeah? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. There's a band called The Architects and it feels, you could do like a dance thing, like a Calvin Harris style vibe. You know, you're going to the gym, it's mainly like that sort of vibe. Yeah, Just a upbeat, up-tempo thing. Whereas for me, if I've got like almost like fight music, I feel like a, a Viking at war. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go, and that's that for me is by far and away like the, the way to do it. And oh, awesome! So yeah, it I don't know. It really like spurs me on. Some of the riffs are just really beefy. I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Beefy that's riffs. Be thing. That's, who was that? Did yeah, you say yeah.
1: the Architects? Was it Architects? Yeah, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna check them out. Uh,
0: for me, I think I'll be
1: uh, for me running. I'm I'm really funny. So running, I think I'll go for something like Pendulum so a bit of oh, bit, cool yeah that's good something repetitive and with a sort of pounding yep. up tempo yep. yeah yeah, up tempo pounding beat or something a little bit dirty like you know, similar to pendulum like knife party oh yeah yep yeah some, so something
0: electronic uh, chemists as well so I think I'll, uh, good cool. that's a good little set. Like, yeah. here's something we should do is we should do on our you've got a Spotify account haven't you Yeah, yeah cool we should do some sort of playlist yes compile this together and like have a mixture of this sort of you know the me down the rock route you down the dance route sort of thing yeah compile this absolute uh, compilation for each other to listen to that'd be amazing that'd be really cool
1: amazing and also i'd like to extend this uh to you at home as well send us your tracks your like your best workout tracks yeah let know. us know um so send us a message on uh, facebook or instagram at 2p pod 2p podcast um or hello at 2p com if you want to send an email we'd love to hear what tracks you guys are listening to when you're working out and also if you guys are taking part in the 2.6 challenge as well uh we'd really love to hear from you just to add as well so um We're not doing this 2.6 challenge just for fun. Uh, We are raising money for a good cause. We're raising money for Canterbury Food Bank. They're a community project and they're a registered charity providing emergency three-day food parcels to individuals and families in short-term financial crisis across Whitstable, Herne Bay and the surrounding villages. Now, I've got some really cool facts for you, Ben, actually, about the Canterbury Food Bank. Cool. So, in the last year, they have distributed 31,257 meals. Amazing. They're fed 2,160 adults and 1,260 children. Um, And their fantastic team, amazing team, has worked 16,557 hours uh, unpaid. That's
0: absolutely amazing.
1: So a team of saints doing such great work. So all the money that we're raising, um, we'll put up a GoFundMe page. By the time you're listening to this, that will be live. We'll link to that in all of our socials and on our website. Yeah, We are obviously aware that it's crazy times at the moment, but if you could donate anything then that'd be, you know, greatly appreciated. They do such good work locally and we'd like to uh give something back.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's like he's is saying, times are definitely tough. But whatever you can give is going to be really beneficial. And yeah. we've got our goal keeping with the twenty sixteen, we've uh we've got a really modest goal of um two hundred and sixty pounds to try and raise for that. So if you yeah. can get to that, that'd be amazing. But as I say, as anything you can do will be greatly appreciated to help out people who, in the local, sort of our local area, to help those guys out in in a time of great need. Yeah,
1: amazing. Right, so at the top of the show, uh, we announced we'll be having our first ever guest. Uh, So without further delay, uh, I'm super excited and happy to introduce Kelly Hobbs, better known as the mental health teacher. Uh, Kelly, thanks for coming on and welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thank you.
1: Awesome. Um, I will be honest, this is our first ever interview. Um, you might be a little rusty. But we'll have to see what happens. Um, hopefully nothing catches fire.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, right, first up, um, Kelly, can you just give the listener some background um into what it is you're doing and what it is you want to achieve?
2: Okay, so it's gonna start by saying I'm not you know a mental health expert. It's definitely something I want to look into. But it's, it's basically me looking at research around children's mental health. I think I have a lot of personal experience with it. And, you know, being a teacher, being in the classroom, I'm starting to see a lot more of it about. So the idea of the Instagram was to raise awareness, you know, grow my own personal development and knowledge and just share content, basically.
1: That's amazing. That's
0: awesome. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's something that's really interesting uh, and close to my heart, uh, Kelly. It's... Um, when I was basically, when I was 10 years old, I used to have quite severe panic attacks. Um, and it was right around that time Princess Diana died, you know, around 1997. Um, I think for the,
2: yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
0: and I think like for the first time, I'd seen a public figure passing away and how much the media just went for it. You know, it was really quite intense and quite overwhelming. And my young little brain just took it on and just latched that onto my parents and just said, well, they could die in an instant. And they're going to die in a car crash and just really fixated on that thing. So whether they left my sight, you know, because I was being dropped off at school or shopping in Tesco's or anything like that, then I'd just be absolutely beside myself. Um, but I went through counselling and things, and it just really helped my young mind with you know working with the right coping mechanisms and all that sort of thing. And and although mine was quite open and outward and obvious, you know, I don't think sometimes that mental health in young children can be seen so much. You know, it's not it could be quite uh, overlooked.
2: I mean, I think it's fantastic when you put that point about you know it was on the media coverage. I mean, do you think, what was that, 20-odd years ago? Today, children are so much more exposed to it on their iPhones, their tablets. They've got TikTok accounts and Facebook games, et cetera. So you yeah. need to think that's how it affected us. Um, and I think today that platform is so much bigger. And, you know, back then as well, you're saying about having the panic attacks. I mean, you were really lucky in that you had the counselling and your parents to talk about it and help you through it. But I don't think, you know, a lot of people now are sort of putting it down to you know, bad behaviour or not necessarily having that that topic and that education around it. And I think you say the word, you know, mental health now and you are starting to see a shift, but there are some people sort of see it as a bit hippie you know, and think it's all about sitting there and meditating and, you know, doing mindfulness and breathing, which is a big part of it, but it is so much broader than, you know, just that.
0: So when did you uh, when did you realise that this was something that wasn't necessarily being addressed, Kelly?
2: I suppose it's a few years into sort of teaching and it was around about 2016, and I'd moved from having a year three class up to a year four or five. And with that, there were two children in my class with a diagnosable mental health issue, um, one of which was anxiety, the other being ADHD, depression, and anger outbursts. And I remember like looking for support of how to deal with these children, what's the best way to educate them, and there wasn't really a great deal out there. And about the time, this was when the whole mindfulness and should be introduced into the classroom came out. And I remember it's something I started to implement. And, um, yeah, it was a bit of an uproar with some of the parents at first. But ironically, a few months later, it was then introduced to a whole school movement, looking at coming in from unstructured times, so after break, after lunch, and the kids had come in stressed from either arguments with peers, um, or knowing that they've got to a particular work that they don't feel they're good at. Mm. And it was a conversation I've had with kids before that children just don't seem to be as resilient as we were, perhaps. And that was another yeah. conversation we got onto, you know, is it to do with the technology and that everything's at a click of a button and instant gratification for us now? But I'd say, you know, it was <laughs> that figure I posted on Instagram that really shocked me. One in 10 children in the classroom will have a diagnosable mental health issue in your classroom, which wow. is on average, we're looking at three And then, you know, outstandingly, by the age of 14, that's, you know, gone to half. So, you know, I was sort of looking at it was, where are we going wrong in primary schools? And I know they do a lot in secondary school now with mental health and they have lessons on it. But I don't feel there's anything enough currently in the primary curriculum. And, you know, I'm currently looking at a course at the moment, which is on young people and their mental health. So next week i should get my certificate cool. and, hey. and part of that is i started to think yeah <laughs> partly i started looking in the dse for guidance and you know and i found there actually is some documentation on it called mental health and behavior in school i've not personally been made aware of that from leadership i don't know how many people are aware that this is you know there's guidance out there for it now but because it's not statutory because we don't have to teach it i think there's so many other things in the primary school that you've got to be doing now that yeah. mental health kind of gets caught on the back burner and it almost seems like a bit of a hippie movement and it's it's sitting there and meditating which is you know not always the case
1: sure yeah so just earlier in your answer you mentioned about the you know there were times in the in the day that were less structured you know like break times and lunch times and things like that so um with that in mind and obviously everything is the structure has now gone out the window do you think there will have to be wholesale changes to the curriculum to make it easier for children to go back to school and sort of reintegrate once, you know, sort of lockdown ends and schools reopen?
2: I mean, completely. We're going to have to think about, obviously, it's going to have to be a phased return for some people. I don't know how yeah. it would cope, you know, so they go from social distancing to, wow, there's now 300 people in the school. And, and as Ben was saying, you know, when you were younger, you had that panic attack and that anxiety of suddenly everyone's come back in. Um, I think that's something we're going to have to address. And also, you know, taking this time, looking at the curriculum, what has become important? And what have we actually learned from this? So for me personally, technology has been a big one. And also those important life skills. I was laughing at some of the things we have to do in the curriculum, like learning our Roman numerals to a thousand, which I always find ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what do we need to know? Super M- applicable. Yeah, exactly. Money sense would be a good one. And I set a challenge out from, I mean, I currently teach at six. And I set a challenge out. Okay, you have got ten pound. You have now got to go and cook your family, feed your family on a budget of ten pound. Because children just have no idea about the value of money. I remember one year yeah. they had raised a cut I think about sixty pound, and they wanted to buy some footballs. And they cost something like 80. And they were shocked to see, like, a bag of school footballs, how expensive they were. They have just got no idea. Sure. You know, so those important life skills, like money sense, you know, being sustainable, growing our own fruit and veg, how to cope, I think the big one, with just being bored. I don't think children know how to – it's that like Mickey Flanagan sort of thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. doing proper all. <laughs> children don't know how to – they don't know how to be bored. You've got to entertain them every second of the day and if yeah. it's not on a the tablet they they have again it's that resilience they don't know how to sit there and just
1: be yeah well, that's it i think it's something you see socially as well outside parents having to you know entertain their kids with a tablet you know a kid is acting up and it, it's sort of like the vicious circle if you like here you know, are they are they acting up because they haven't got the tablet or you know do they just want the tablet or do they need that tablet to entertain that child otherwise they will and then
2: they yeah. pay up so we give them the tablet yeah <laughs> so yeah you yeah. just need yeah.
1: yeah and so it's that sort of never-ending circle of we didn't have that when we were younger we were all roughly the same age um you know when we were children we didn't have the social networks and we didn't have this like you mentioned Kelly that instant gratification for the press of a button mm. and i do think it's hard to sort of kind of fathom what that must be like for a child and i think that's why say more attention needs to be made in that direction of how to deal with that, in the, you know, in the classroom especially. I think you know, at younger ages,
2: exactly. And just they kind of lose their creativity. So you know, I was in today, and I said, "We we have ten children for out at the key stage two, and we gave we gave them half an hour free time, and straight away it was, I want to be on the laptop. Can I, you know, can I play Minecraft?' And I took them out, and we just did the most simple thing. I made them roll down a hill. Oh, and I, mean, I don't think children. <laughs> I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, running down grass hills. They don't know how to go and be creative. They don't know how to make up their own games. They don't know how to tell their own stories. And again, it's is linking the technology and being a bit of a slave to your iPad. Um, But also for your mental health, a, a big part of that is being able to be creative and to be able to express yourself. And if you don't know how to tap into that, Um, and you're you know you're lost about this addiction you know no wonder we're getting so many anxiety problems and anger outbursts everything that's going with it
1: yes and it is like almost an addiction isn't it for someone who needs that you know they need that fix yeah that blue light fix um otherwise and they have like almost kind of immediate withdrawal if they don't get it and i think i don't know it's it's really kind of fascinating really um,
2: Honestly, if those laptops don't log on within the first two minutes, it, it is a nightmare of an IDC lesson.
0: just give them an old Windows 95 PC and go, go on, wait. Yeah, see how long that takes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or just confuse them and give them a floppy disk. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's brilliant.
2: I might bring in my Mega Drive one day at school and just like <laughs> blow their minds with the graphics.
0: <laughs> So finally, Kelly, is there any advice you can give to uh, to parents and caregivers and all that sort of thing who might be concerned about their their child's mental health?
2: Well, so most importantly, if you have any serious concerns, is talk to your GP. You know, they're the ones of health professionals that to deal with this, and they have all the background knowledge. But I definitely think there are things that you can implement with your children. Most importantly, is talking and having that open conversation with them. So if you have any concerns that your child is a bit down the dumps talking to about it and letting them know that it is okay to feel sad you are okay to feel angry frustrated these are normal types of feelings everyone has them and they actually ask them what do they need from it so my experience with both adults as well when we're going through some hard times of our mental health sometimes being able to address what you actually need Mm. is quite difficult. So having those conversations with children from a young age and making them aware that you know, everyone gets down from time to time, everyone gets a little bit angry, you are okay to feel frustrated. I think sometimes it can be you know, seen as a negative thing if you are feeling sad or you are feeling teary. And we want to sort of have those conversations, take the stigma out of it, make it okay to not feel okay.
0: And that's really important, definitely. Yeah, you
2: know, sometimes it is, do you need to You know, I always say to my kids, do you need a hug? Do you need a bit of time? So I'd say that's a really important one. I think having a routine, and I know that's particularly hard at the moment without the structure, but trying to get some kind of normality, trying to get, even if it's, okay, every morning we wake up, we're going to do Joe Wicks. And then we're going to have lunch every day at 12 o'clock. And then you are going to read to me at six o'clock. Just something... That they have, you know, some structure with and some routine to keep that going. I mean, most recently, mm. I've been looking into the links between nutrition and gut health and how that is linked to your mental health, and that is a oh, whole wow. new topic. for <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so you to be looking into oh, cool. the, the links between gut health and mental health—that's that's my new thing. That's blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Again, I and mean, as you've spoken about previously, exercising. Really good for your mental health. Yeah, just start Moving, releasing endorphins, making something fun. So having something in the day for you to look forward to. So you know, at, for example, four o'clock, we're going to get together, we're going to bake some cakes or... I loved your one the other day. Cared about four. I was just <laughs> giggling so much with that because that's my go-to whenever I'm babysitting. It's let's make a four, <laughs> and I they d- love it. They love it. Yeah.
1: I did it the other day. I'm staying at my fiance's house still, and I yeah got the duvet out, I mean, the, the the clothes horse, um, and I did draped over that between that and the bed, and I felt like a king. It was amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely making that time for fun. Again, something quite recently that I've started doing is being practicing gratitude and being grateful. So actually, those times you are feeling down or feeling how done, how done by, sit there and actually say out loud all the things you do have and that you're grateful for. Then yeah. you start off with, okay, I'm just going to name three. And then before you know it, you can list them. So okay, I've woken up this morning, nice and healthy. I have clothes to wear. I have water. My friends and family are healthy. I'm really lucky that I'm still being paid. That I've still got a job to go to. And actually you'll find that eventually you you found so many things to be grateful for. And saying them out loud, I think it's a really good one. So it's um, it's practicing that, that gratitude. I think that's quite good
1: yeah, for anyone
2: to do, really, whether you're, you're having a hard time or not.
1: Yeah, that's great. I think we touched on that really briefly, I think, in our first episode. And I think... It might be something that we really could uh, go back and revisit. Um, I'd like to absolutely, yeah, I'd like to look more at that. Um,
2: I think when, part of, isn't it, when you're having, sorry, mental health struggles, right. you kind of. Got on this loop of the negatives, and oh, my life's so bad, and oh, I can't go to school, and oh, this, this is not going right. But actually, if you just stop and just go for the small things, yeah, and then eventually you start to see the small things, the bigger things, and we've actually got quite a lot to be grateful for at the moment. But actually, just yeah. playing around with this yesterday, trying to make a little Instagram post for it, and actually, it does spell the word great. So, <laughs> playing with it. To help me remember, I'm going to use the anacronym the GREAT. Amazing. Love an acronym as a teacher. So oh, the, yeah. the G is going to stand for your gratitude. Yeah. Your R is going to stand for your routine. Your E is going to stand for your exercise and eat healthily. Your A is going to stand for amusement, which is your fun. Yeah. <laughs> and your T is going to stand for talk and I think that is the biggest one is talk and that's why I'm doing this at the moment getting the Instagram posts out there is just to get people talking raising awareness and making it okay so these children are growing up in a culture where they can turn around to their friends and actually have the language around mental health and to be able to understand what it is I mean again very brief. I sat there today at lunch with only four children to the table obviously I just threw it out there and said what's mental health what do you know about it and none of the children in the school who I'd asked could actually explain it to me or even knew what that term meant. And that's, you know, mm. this is what I'm starting to see. Well, well, this is a problem. Because in my research, I've been looking at, you know, some of the happiest countries in the world. Yeah. And you look at the Nordic places, they're so like Finland, I think was the happiest country in the world for the third year running. UK is only coming in like 13th. Wow. And sure. when looking at some of the studies I have, Children from Norway and Finland, even as young as 9 and 10, can tell you what mental health is. They can tell you that it's a chemical imbalance. They can tell you it's when you're not feeling great about yourself and you're not enjoying the things that you normally enjoy. You're finding it hard to socialize. And I think that's a massive thing that we need to look at, especially in these other countries, because they teach mental health from a younger age. They're teaching it in primary schools and they're showing, you know, there's other factors as well but they're coming out the happiest countries in the world. So there must be some kind of link there that I'm quite interested to uh, to pursue a bit more.
1: Amazing. Um, Kelly, thank you so much for talking to us today. Uh, Some really insightful points and some real food for thought. Um, Where can uh, our listeners find you online?
2: So it's a brand new Instagram. I'm just starting it up. It's called at the mental health teacher. And again, if anyone's got any advice for me, anything you want to share, any expertise, I'm on a learning journey as well. I literally started this like six days ago. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come and talk about it. Oh um, yeah. Not a problem at all. And also catching up with you again, guys, it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. It has. I mean, we're properly socially distancing with this time. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Now, every week uh, we'll bring a
0: good news story from around the world. Um, Kelly, do you want to join in? I would love to. So, Kelly, as you're the first guest, I think you've got the privilege of going first.
2: Woo-hoo! So, um, one of the teachers at our my local primary school, Alsham Primary School, big up Mr. Bax, big up. is walking 111 kilometres in aid of the NHS. So, inspired by Captain Tom. And um, Lyle started going off mainly for his own mental health, funnily enough, and to help him lose a little bit of weight, started walking, and has quickly realised it's become something that he's really enjoying. And he wanted to give something back, again, inspired by Captain Tom. So he has set up, initially, he was aiming to raise £150. Last I checked, he's well on his way past 400 So oh, shout wow. out to Baxi. If I give you the link... Amazing please if anyone can follow it just donate what you can 111 kilometres is, is pretty far I mean he's worth that's... walking three <laughs> three to four hours a day oh and God. then um, then going into delicious. school a few days a week in a helping the car for some of those children
1: that's amazing so yeah great work um, we will share all of that yeah we'll put that in the show notes um, we'll uh, share it on our socials as well
2: okay, thank you
0: no, no, worries,
1: worries. no worries Ben you're up
0: next Cool. So uh, I've got something that's a little bit going down a bit of an old school route and trying to find something that was really positive this week. Uh, I found that Eminem is delivering cups of mum spaghetti to Detroit hospitals. <laughs> How cool <laughs> is that?
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: Isn't it so good? Like So he's donating containers of pasta labeled Mum Spaghetti for the healthcare workers in Detroit, um, for the Detroit's DMC Hospital, the Henry Ford Hospital, and the Detroit uh, Receiving Hospital as well. Oh, that's awesome. Just to make sure that all the care workers there are well fed during their long shifts. And the cups are just branded with Mum Spaghetti and a message that just says, Thank you, frontline caregivers. Um, and this is going to be going over on for the next few weeks according to Eminem's manager yeah what an amazing thing to do and to represent his city of Detroit so uh Slim Shady we stand yeah, up yeah what you. a legend
1: uh did his
0: mum actually make it or I mean it doesn't say but <laughs> that would be amazing if it just just got this massive pot just ready to yeah. go and um, but yeah <laughs> awesome it's very cool What well done Eminem um right uh my some I've got some light-hearted
1: positive news today let's take a trip to Chicago to the shed aquarium, um, which was closed to visitors this week, obviously, but um, the penguins didn't mind one bit as the staff caught them on camera waddling out of their usual habitat uh, and exploring the rest of the exhibits, just like in the, just like the human would. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a video they shared it on their Twitter. I will um, I'll retweet this because it's a really funny video of just these two penguins waddling around the aquarium. It's, it's really, it really cheered me up <laughs> today. So that's so um, good. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, a real a really nice story.
0: I think that's all I've got in my head is the penguins from Madagascar just trying to find <laughs> yeah. some sort of escape route. That's what I've got in my mind of what they're up to, you know?
2: Yeah, come on, boys. <laughs>
0: cool. That's amazing. Kelly thank you so much for joining us um, it's been really great to have you on and uh, wish you all the best thank you so much yeah,
2: thank you for having me and peace and love for you too you too as
0: well thanks Kelly P- peace. peace and love I love that peace and love take care <laughs> bye 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 bye, bye.
1: So, recommendations. Uh, As always, we bring you our recommendations to check out during the lockdown situation. Uh,
0: Ben, I'll kick us off today, if that's alright? That is completely fine, yeah.
1: Lovely. So, uh, like many of you at home, I've been binging a lot of visual content. Um, So my pick of the week this week uh, has to be on Netflix Afterlife Series 2. It's just the most... Oh, it's an original roller coaster. I've got to say. Sure, um, it's the story uh, of a man. So, series one. It's the story of a man who is uh, dealing with the grief of losing his wife to cancer, and just you know, how maybe helpless he feels. You know, and how the grief has sort of sent him on this kind of emotional journey, and how he feels about how his you know what his life was previously when his wife was alive compared to what it is now, and you know what he's lost. It goes. There's a lot of you know a lot of the stages of grief that he yeah you know, he goes through, and I think series two just sort of carries on that journey j- perfectly. I I rewatched both series. I, I rewatched series one so I could then lead into series two, and it's just the most some of the most beautiful ideas, and, and I just it's so honestly I was a gibbering wreck afterwards. It was so emotional. I think everyone can relate to this. Yeah, to this series on some level i think it's just so beautiful and in my it's written and starring ricky gervais and in my mind as a big fan of him anyway probably the best thing uh that he's done wow in yeah bar none it's just so powerful yeah it's i can't express enough about it it's it's a very touching and a real treat to watch cool I so that's, that's
0: my that's my recommendation amazing that's been on my watch list uh, for a little while now and it's I know it's trending quite high in the um, yeah, Netflix charts at the moment so yeah I'll have to make a point of that very soon
1: and also on that note on the visual sense just as well um, I don't need to plug this on as much everyone's watching it
0: uh, Killing Eve series 3 it's great um, that's all you need to know great <laughs> <laughs> I've yet, I still haven't watched it yet. Can you believe it? Oh, God. Watch that as well, Ben. Watch that as well. Yeah. Uh, So, what have you got for me? So, yeah, you've gone down the visual route. I think I'll go down the audible route. Um, Yep. Now, I know it's not going to be to everyone's taste. I mentioned it earlier on in the pod uh, Mm -hmm. about my sort of like go-to workout music, if you will, of the, um, the album Holy Hell by Architects. Now, that's... awesome. It is quite heavy. The vocalist is, you can really appreciate what he's doing it's incredible what he can do vocally with his screams yeah. and things like that however is i know it's not going to be to everyone's taste it'll be just a bit too much however on the flip side of that if it is a bit too much for you there's a band who i've recently rediscovered after going through my old laptop as i say i found <laughs> all my uh university work uh from back in the day yeah and i was like oh, what was what i listening to back then and realized that there's this is amazing band who i haven't listened to in a while called uh ttng uh, or this ttng ttng or this town needs guns um right. they now renamed themselves to ttng and there's an amazing yeah. album by them called animals and each track name is just an animal name so there's like zebra elk chinchilla all that sort of thing <laughs> <And> that's awesome <laughs> it's so cool the lyric content isn't all about zebras so there's a song within their own right but yeah, yeah. the the naming of the, uh, each song is of uh, certain cool. animals. And it's the guitar yeah. work is incredible. It's all uh, the sort of math corey, math rock vibe. And it's all a lot of sure. tapping. And you can listen to it and go, what is happening there? It's incredible to to listen to just as a piece of musical art in a way. And so that got released in 2008. And a few years back, they released the acoustic version where they just re-recorded the whole songs all over again and incorporated more acoustic instruments like violins and cellos and that sort of thing went to acoustic guitar oh. um, added some uh percussion tuned percussion you know glockenspiel and yeah. xylophones that sort of thing and so takes me
1: back to uh, music class at school yeah absolutely yeah and um
0: but as a result of which it just feels completely new and fresh as if it was a, like, like a brand new album so yeah yeah TCNG Animals is definitely the way I'd I'd go for awesome. that one T-T-N-G I'll check that out absolutely and of course uh, as we always do we'll put links to those in our show notes so that's been a really great podcast it's been really good fun to actually have our first guest on yeah so uh, thanks so much Kelly again for joining us you can check her out on her Instagram which is The Mental Health Teacher and you can find some really amazing content from her Um, you can also find us on Instagram uh, at 2ppodcast on Twitter at 2ppodcast and on Facebook facebook.com forward slash 2 Pod. you can also visit us at
1: our website which is www.2ppodcast.com uh, and you can get in touch with us via email, uh, just email hello at 2 com.
0: Amazing. So any questions, any comments that you've got, you know, we can feature you on the pod. We always read them and it's really great to hear from you.
1: And don't forget, we're still doing our isolation triathlon, kicking that off tomorrow it's going to be tough um, you can find us if you hit Google and just Google GoFundMe Isolation Triathlon will be the first hit hopefully that's that's the hope <laughs> that is the hope so and all the money again is for a great cause it's the country free bank they do you know, great work providing meals to those who are in less fortunate situations than ourselves so please if you can please give generously
0: thank you so much for listening peace and love we've been two peas in a pod he's been Kez and he's been Ben and we'll see you next time bye Bye!